Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. I know all of you want to move forward on your path. You want to grow, you want to learn, you want to be the best version of yourself. But in order to move forward, you'll need to look around and remove any barriers that are impeding you. It's hard to move forward if there's clutter everywhere. I've seen this in my own house. Have you ever noticed how when you, if you have somebody clean your house or if you clean your own house, when it's in that state, you are so much more likely to get stuff done like it energizes you and you can get projects done that you've put off for months. So look around you. Look at the clutter, the physical clutter, mental clutter, and emotional clutter. If you've ever read Marie Kondo's Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, you know that cleaning things out can have dramatic results. She tells you to hold each item before you decide whether you're I'm going to give it away and thank it for its service, be appreciative of it, and then if it's not no longer serving you, then you give it away or throw it away if it's of no value to anyone. So whether you're decluttering your house or your purse or your car, it's so cleansing. It, it can even be life-changing. That's why so many people on her show get emotional and start crying like while they're cleaning up or after the big cleanup. I think it's because we hold on to our stuff as a substitute for having to feel real emotion. As long as we hold on to everything, then we don't have to process what's really going on inside ourselves. Some of us hold on to weight because to get rid of it would mean processing all the emotions that went into um, holding on to that weight and, and stuffing ourselves with food. Other people hold on to physical clutter because to give it away, they have to process emotions. And then other times we hold on to obligations or friendships because it's so much easier than the strength it takes to let it go. So as long as we hold on to everything, we kind of keep ourselves in this safe little bubble And then years go by and we may look up and realize that our outer lives look like an episode of Hoarders. And maybe our inner lives are also cluttered with people and to-dos that don't even feel like us. How did we let this happen? How did we end up with Tupperware containers without lids or activities that we don't give a hoot about? Like trivia night or another committee that you're on. I also read the 
I, I recently read um, The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving an F. And then I'm reading her second book now. <laughs> the author walks you through your life in each area and encourages you to discard the parts that aren't working for you. So I recently kind of did an audit of my own life and this was with help of, um, we have a marriage therapist that we see about once a month, kind of like a car mechanic. It just keeps things running smoothly. And Chase, my husband, was um, saying how much I had going on, how much I had on my plate, and that it was overloaded and I was acting stressed. And so I responded that, no, I love having a lot on my plate. I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. And so our marriage therapist said, well, how would you feel if you had to give like one of those up? And she picked yoga. And I said, well, I would really be sad if I had to give up doing yoga. And she's like, no, I don't mean doing yoga. What if you had to give up teaching yoga? So I teach yoga on my day off. And I also teach it like every other Sunday. And my immediate answer, because I didn't have time to think about it, was, yeah, I'd feel relief. And this surprised me because I know I like teaching yoga, but the problem is I like doing a lot of things, and I try to do all of them at once. So for just a few minutes, I imagined what it would be like if I didn't have to plan a sequence every week and music and show up and teach yoga and just have that obligation. And I would feel relief because right now time is the most valuable commodity in my life, and more time would feel like a gift. So then I kind of did an audit of my other things that I do. Um, there is a committee that I've been talking about quitting for um, over a year now. It was a two-year obligation, and it's been almost three years at this point. And I like the women on the committee. I get a lot out of that. But I don't really care about I'm the membership chair, and I, I don't feel like I'm really enthusiastic about that part of it. And we meet um, from 8.30 to 9.30 once a month, and that's my bedtime. <laughs> so, yeah, I would feel a relief if I gave that up. And I would also be relieved if I didn't have to deal with the membership emails that I get. So, a couple of years ago, I was on the mission committee at church, and at first I was all in, you know, passionate about it, going to the meetings, taking notes, following up on the things we discussed, and planning um, a mission trip to, uh, to Central America. And then after about a year or two, I started not looking forward to it. And then not looking forward to it turned into, oh, I would be so relieved if they canceled the meeting tonight. And so look at your life and ask yourself why you're still doing those things. Um, even this weekend, I was going over to meet with some girlfriends, which I love doing, but we were meeting at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and it was supposed to be really cold, like 28 degrees. And instead of just saying, I don't know, why don't we meet, you know, an afternoon instead, I just went along with the text and agreed to it, and I didn't think anything about it until one of the girls um, sent a message saying, you know, it's freezing what are we thinking meeting outside on a porch on a Saturday morning at 8 o'clock? Let's meet in an on an afternoon sometime. And I was so relieved, and I didn't even realize it until I saw that. So 
kind of do an audit of your life and ask yourself why you're staying or continuing this commitment. Is it because, like me, you love to be needed and you don't want to disappoint anyone? But who matters more, your mental and emotional health or their opinion of how you spend your time? Another way to think about it is to ask yourself, if somebody asks you to sign up for this thing right now, knowing what you know, would you sign up for it? And as far as your physical clutter, I want you to think about your house first. So if your house is a hot mess, this is a very good indicator that your life might be a little chaotic, a little topsy-turvy. This is not a reflection of you as a person, but you might need to get your you-know-what together. And I think that is why people on Marie's show always cry. Because when they start to see their houses put in order and they start to throw things away, they have to process all of that emotion. So it's the emotion that they've been stuffing in drawers, cabinets, closets. I mean, even look at your purse. How many of you ladies out there or men with the man purse have a chaotic purse? Mine is. I know that. Have you noticed that when you do a little thing, like you clean out your purse or your car, all of a sudden you get that little zing of energy? And maybe you start to feel like life is just a little more doable. So many self-help books advocate starting with one tiny little space in your house or your car and just cleaning that one drawer out or that one closet. It's because it gives us a sense of control and it empowers us to tackle bigger life issues. What can you clean out in your house and your life? Can you just tackle one bookshelf this weekend or this week? And can you also just pause and examine all the ways you spend your free time and make some decluttering decisions? Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.com.